Ladies and gentlemen, back once again. Another episode of the Chief and Bosco Podcast. I am your humble host, Chief, alongside my partner in crime. What's going on, Bosco? <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. We are back once again. Shouldn't be too much in this episode, um, but we're going to go ahead and get into it. Without further ado, as we usually do, let's get into it. Uh, college game day recap. So we had a lot of the championship games going on this past weekend. First things first, favorite one of this weekend. Oh, uh, um, Oklahoma State and Baylor. That was yeah. the best game. For sure, for sure. That one came literally down to the last play. Um, shoot, a, a goal line stance in which that ball can cross the plane. Um, ends what's been a, not necessarily end, but uh, kind of a sour note on a, uh, be- a definitely an underdog season for Oklahoma State. But they will see, um, the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the, I think it's the Fiesta Bowl. Um, they're gonna see that. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that game, especially it'll be, uh, uh, Marcus Freeman's first uh, game as the head coach for Notre Dame, so I'm kind of interested to see that. They yeah, still your got first this. dub coming in a bowl game. That's ill. Yeah, and I'm like, he still got the same, you know, staff with him. Uh, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, and such. Uh, definitely interested to see that one. Um, I kind of agreed the Oklahoma State uh, game. That one was a big one. Which they should have won, but. Mm. Red zone offense terrible, yeah, terrible. Back and forth, back and forth. But it seems like, well, that game, uh, the Cincinnati Houston game was close. Yeah, uh, and for at halftime it was. Yeah, and then yeah. third quarter it got out of hand. Yeah, they were uh they were trying to hold on, maybe you know a chance for an upset, but that quickly diminished. And then even the other big ones, um, I knew once the you know Iowa kicker missed that like ten yard field goal. They had no chance to beat Michigan in that one. Um, couldn't really get too much going. We're able to get some turnovers on the defense, but that's what Iowa defense does. I think they're like number one leading and like takeaways as far as defense uh, for the country. But nevertheless, um, defense came in there. Jabo, um, Heisman candidate Aiden Hutchinson came in there, tacked the front line of scrimmage. Michigan do what they do, uh, run running the ball. Hassan Haskins as well. Uh, same formula, just ran all over Iowa in that game. Uh, big one, Georgia, once again, got exposed uh, by Alabama. As we've known, you know, the Stetson Bennett's of the world, the Jake Fromm's of the world, Georgia, um, that's definitely a next step for them. They need to develop really, like, get good quarterback play. Uh, whenever they get in those situations where they have to, you know, try to put points on the board, they try to rely on their defense, and it kind of shows, you know, especially the opponents that they played this year, having to actually step up against, you know, a high-power offense as Alabama with Bryce Young, um, making his pretty much, you know, running away with the Heisman, um, his performance in that one. Uh, just shows from there. Uh, Georgia's got some things on the board to work with, and as we go on from that game, that leaves us with the top four, with Bama coming in number one, Alabama two. Georgia falling back to three, and Cincinnati at the four spot. Um, interesting takes. We got uh, it's gonna be Bama and Cincinnati, followed with Georgia and Michigan. Um, out of those two, when we look at the underdogs of those two games, which one do you ha- think has a better chance? 
Well, you said it's Georgia and Michigan. Well, mm-hmm. Georgia is technically the underdog, so, I mean, they clearly have a better chance than Houston. I mean, not Houston, than Cincinnati, That's so, right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so, too. Um, I think Michigan can definitely um, take over that game because I feel like even with their defense, I think as a collective, that defense is probably better for Georgia, but I think with those two guys and Jabo and Aiden Hutchinson on the line, like, I think they got the best two defensive end tandem right now um in the country i like their chances and haskins too i like him on there um mcnair's kind of got to follow the same pretty much formula don't turn the ball over and i think you know michigan will have a chance to do that and they've got a real solid tight end and shoemaker as well so i think they can kind of go on from there um <laughs> uh got the live going but nevertheless I think we're going from there. Um, I do want to see Cincinnati put up some points, but I think Alabama's going to make that run back to the championship game. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much that goes on for that. I know that's towards, you know, the end of the year when we'll revisit those games. Um, in the meantime, uh, something I've been looking forward to all day, really. Um, first things first, your Oklahoma Sooners. They make the hire with Brent Venables. Um, I watched his press conference um, yesterday. Your first thoughts on your Sooners getting Brent Venables? Well, def- defensive mind, which they desperately need, especially with them going in the SEC, which I still don't think there's a confirmed year when they're doing that. Yeah. But whenever they do, they're going to need a defensive mind. So if they could keep somewhat of the same offensive identity no. and, and – mixed in with the defense which i'm guessing will improve that would be fantastic but see check this though like like you mentioned defense of mine right it's been kind of talks he's trying to talk to the um i can't think of his name but the coordinator offensive coordinator under lane kiffin yeah trying to bring yeah, him on, yeah trying to bring him on the offensive side so i mean if he gets a bigger if he gets more money that's the only i mean because that's if it's the same money that's basically a lateral move yeah so i don't know why he would do that so i'm guessing he would get paid more well, they're looking at it like it could be a lateral move in a sense, but also, too, I guess it kind of would be something that falls underneath, like, what you would say the Brian Bieniemy, Andy Reid situation. Like, no matter what he does as a scheme as an offensive coordinator, that credit's going to go to Lane Kiffin. So maybe this might be his chance to, like, really, all right, show, like, all right, so this is what I'm really calling over here is what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm like, so, yeah, I like that hire. If they can go ahead and get him going. But I do like – um I like to hire with Brett Venables. Go back to, uh, you know, some of the rosters that they had in the Bob Stoops days, the more tougher on defense kind of lead towards that. So uh, I think he's going to be great um, being able to recruit and such. And we forgot to turn the fan on. But <laughs> but never, uh, never that, though. I think he's going to be great in being able to recruit in that case. Uh, looks like I guess his son is going to finish out the bowl game at Clemson, and then he's going to transfer over to Oklahoma as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, moving on, our la- last thing, um, potential high, but don't like the high for the program, such as a – well, shout out to you, Jerry. Um, I mean, I like it. I mean, and then you look at what the names else, you know, that's out there at that time. I mean, he was probably going to be maybe the two or three um, if you look at it. Um, and you mentioned, you mentioned going to Tech. Uh, I like Tech's hire, what they got right there. They picked up the uh, defensive coordinator from Penn State. I I think rather not, I wouldn't want to like, 
I'd rather have my own shine. And like you mentioned, Bosco, we don't know exactly what the time frame is of them going to the uh, SEC in that chance. So let's say they stay in the Big 12, right? He's got a whole nother year or so to start putting in his program, start implementing what he wants to do there, and he could at least run the table maybe even for that first season before they even step foot in there, kind of get his situation in line and kind of go from there. Rather, if, if, you know, they go to Tech, and, I mean, at this point, I feel like Tech's still, like, kind of in a rebuilding phase. And then you've already got to see Dabo, um, you know, your, your history right there. you got to go and see him. I'm interested to see how Pitt will evolve. Um, I know Kenny Pickett's going to go into the draft. But, nevertheless, and then you see maybe Wake Forest continues to build on what they've been able to do this year. But, um, and then there's also another uh, another program in that conference that I'm going to get to. Um last one of the, of the college you know this is this is big for me uh, being a fan of the U uh, I honestly consider you know the U what we've been through and then with my Giants man I haven't been this excited like for football in a while uh, looking at this we were able to pick up Mario Cristobal from from Oregon uh, I watched the press conference today I'm really happy now we got our coach um, we got our quarterback, ACC Rookie of the Year, Tyler Van Dyke. I'm really excited to see where he goes with it. Uh, we at least got him for another two years, so I'm coming off that that freshman season where he filled in the role after uh, De'Aaron King got injured. Unfortunately, um, I think Charleston Rambo, he's, he just uh, declared for the draft today. But nevertheless, I'm interested to see where the QB goes. And then also Mario Cristobal, one thing that he was doing in Oregon that I really like in comparison, like you look at them versus the Stanfords and the USC's, he was able to recruit big-name offensive linemen, defensive linemen. So that get a quarter, you got your quarterback, you get the line. We The, 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 the skill position players are going to come. I mean, that's all throughout Florida. That's all throughout Miami, honestly, throughout the city of Miami. You don't get those receivers, the running backs, the guys with speed. But you need mm-hmm. to build you build, build that line. You get the offensive line going. We'll, we'll take from here, take from there. I'm excited to see where it goes. Only thing I didn't like was kind of how they went about it. Because um, this one, it, they didn't make it public, but they kind of did. And then they, what I didn't like was they a lot of the – it's not necessarily the school, but, like, I, I guess I put this on the city of Miami. A lot of the Herald reporters and stuff were pretty much pushing reports like, oh, they're in talks to Mario Cristobal. Um, they're in talks to the Mario Cristobal. Let's um, go ahead. And they're already closing the deal. This is before anything was even brought up before that. And he was having to answer rumors um, still while they were towards the end of the season. I kind of didn't like that. And also... They still had Mark, uh, Manny. Now, it makes sense for the school, but, like, you had Manny Diaz still over there, like, you know, recruiting, still coaching and whatnot like that. And mind you, like, I, th- I think it was time for Manny Diaz to go, but, I mean, he strung in his last, won the last, I think, what, seven of his games and whatnot, and the team was still fighting for him, just kind of how they went about it. And, you know, that and then kind of making it public, but then kind of keeping him on there. And I think, like, they fired him at noon and then, like, 2 o'clock, they're like, all right, yeah, we just hired Mario Cristobal. But nevertheless, you got your guy. Um, and I think, you know, I like this hire, and I'm interested to see where he takes the program, especially considering most of the schools have been on decline in Florida, your um, your Miami, Florida State, Florida. Uh, Florida now having uh, Billy Napier. I think that will be big. Um, 
but nevertheless, man, I, I really like that hire uh, for for my Miami Hurricanes. But nevertheless, moving on, uh, we can go ahead and recap some of uh, our some of the things that we have here. Uh, moving forward, quick one, NBA news, man. Uh, looks like your Mavs right now are playing the Nets. Oh no, said, they they lost by three. Really? Yeah, yeah, they ended up losing because they had the lead the whole. Yeah, they ended up losing, and um, they're on a they're on a little losing streak right now. They're mm-hmm. a game under five hundred now. I know Luca's been hurt, mm-hmm. and uh, he he ended up playing a night, but it doesn't look like he shot the ball all that well. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough loss, but luckily the West is so terrible that I think if you look at the standings right now, there's only four teams, five teams above 500 in the West. And then the Clippers are only one game above. So it's not really like no, anybody in the West is like doing amazing. Be honest. It actually looks like the East is the better conference this year, but let yeah, Mavericks ended up losing. Let me ask you this. Um, and Jared, I see your question here. I'm going to get to that too. Um, referring back there, but while we're on here, What's your take right now? Like, it's not looking great for the Lakers. Do you think uh, Frank Vogel really gets through the year? I don't, I don't, the whole Frank, I don't understand the Frank Vogel mm. talk. First of all, he just won a title not long ago. And second, he's not the issue. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that, it doesn't make any sense to me. But to answer the question, yeah, he gets through. And he's going to get through because LeBron already came out and was like, it's on the players. It has nothing to do with coach Vogel so with that he he's gonna be stayed through the year and then he should because I'm like who if he doesn't the option is who because this yeah, isn't Fitzdale you said what Fitzdale I don't even know if he's on the staff yeah, but he's, um, yeah, he's on there. and no disrespect to him but I don't yeah I mean he's kind of failed at being a coach where he were at his previous destination so it's like I don't you might as well just stick with Fitzdale for all that so yeah. I mean uh, Frank Vogel for all of that. So, yeah, I mean, they're playing the Celtics right now. So, it looks like they got the lead. So, hopefully they can end up winning that one. And Yeah, they got to start to pull out some of these. They games. got to start stringing some wins together. Yep, yep. They get definitely for that one. Um, Yeah, this really all that we had as far as NBA, not too much. It's kind of steadily going on um, throughout the season. Nothing too major from there. Moving forward, man, let's go ahead and recap, man. NFL week. Um, another interesting week, to say the least. Um, any surprising games, anything like that? I know we were able to catch live, like the Chargers-Bengals game. Uh, oh, let's get into it, man. Detroit got their first win against the Minnesota Vikings, man. Yeah, yeah. on the final play of the game. Jared so. Goff threw a clutch one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jared Goff came through. He did what he was supposed to do. I mean, I ain't going to say that because Minnesota is one of those teams. Every year I just expect them to be hovering around 500. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked like they had a chance to win the game. Obviously, they didn't. Uh, you know, unfortunate. But I think that there's a good chance that they could still make the playoffs, that being the Vikings. But with Detroit... They're yeah. still most likely going to end up. It's either going to be them, I think, or Jacksonville with the worst record. This this draft, oddly enough, they really don't need a quarterback. If they want to stick with golf moving forward, they don't need a quarterback. And this isn't a good quarterback class anyway. So do you think with that pick, that top pick, should they trade down and get more picks? If they can. Um, I don't. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see. I, I think this is gonna be one of the very few years in history. I don't think anybody is gonna. I mean, let's say you had like the seventh or eighth pick. I trade you. We could swap first round picks, and I maybe give you a fourth. Yeah, but this ain't gonna be one of those. Because what I, are you trading up to get? Like, are you really trading up to get a DN? Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't gonna be one of those years where like. Washington traded like three first round picks to get yeah, RG three or something yeah. like like that's not happening. So if they can trade back, I guess you would do that. But eh, I don't. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, unless unless a team really falls in love with whoever they have rated at the top, I don't I don't see them being able to trade the pick. Because I'm looking at some of the top prospects. I mean. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, even though he's been kind of quiet at the end of the year. I mean, I think him, I think Head Hutchinson's going to go top 10. Evan Neal, the tackle from Bama, he's going to go top 10. Um, but the quarterbacks on the board, I mean, like Kenny Pickett, um, I can't even really think, not even too too many to name off the board. A lot of the, the, the good quarterbacks right now are still young guys in college, but like, you know, the Evan Neals, I, I think um, I think uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, especially depending on, you know, the situation with him uh, rehabbing right now. But I think he'll probably be a uh, big pick up, up there as well. A uh, few, few guys, honestly, though. But like you said, I mean, trading back, I mean, maybe to get a couple more picks and try to fill some more holes in with some key guys, I can maybe see that. But like I said, now I don't think nobody's even, you know, as good as, like, I think Evan Neal looks solid. You know, still it's always a crapshoot with off offensive linemen and, and, and such and that. Real so, talk, though. Yeah, so I don't I don't know about that. But looking forward, man, let's, let's do some little comparison here, man, because we've seen, you know, the Patriots – Shoot, like 46 run plays, only three pass plays. Um, just to be able to dominate the line of scrimmage, essentially, uh, against the Buffalo Bills last night. Um, Number one, man, let's get into it, man. What's up with Josh Allen this year, man? Was it, you know, was it the weather? Uh, Well, it? as far as last night, I'm sure the crazy, weather played, but. but I don't think the weather's been the problem all year. <laughs> I think... I think right now him and Lamar Jackson are in a race for most inconsistent yep. player. So, um, I don't, I don't know, cause I honestly thought the Bills were going to win that division by at least two or three games, and I thought this could have really been the year they got to the Super Bowl. But I don't, I and feel completely different now. Yeah, and by default, they're essentially still just giving the Titans number one in the division, cause I mean it should be up for taking at this point. You said who? I think it's the Titans, right? No, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the Patriots. Patriots yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, but, well, they're on the run right now, even, you know, since that loss to Dallas, you know, stringing along seven straight. Bill's got them on the pathway. Quick one to step off because he got a question from there. Do you think there's a chance that uh, Bill meets Tom in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, I think there's a there's a good – I'm not going to say great because I don't have the Buccaneers as being the best team in the NFC, but I think there's a good chance that you could see that happening. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't love any team in the AFC, so I could I, did, I could definitely see the Patriots getting there. Yeah, because I'm looking at it like we thought. You, you know, Bills have been up and down. I think the Ravens were able to get the wins early, and now it's kind of – I think – a lot of those injuries are really starting to show a lot more, and they're just kind of like skin, skin it on. Well, I the think. Ravens been lucky all year because yeah. in week one, 
all things in week one the Chiefs got cute when they were in field goal yeah, range. All they had to do was kick the field goal. They fumbled the ball. They lose. Tucker hit the longest field goal in NFL history. But really, those should have been two losses right there. So. It's kind of like they've been kind of getting by the skin of their teeth. Luckily for them, Cleveland's been up and down all year. And then Pittsburgh, who's not even a good team, they ended up losing to them, which the is kind of like. And then, like, you know, even even though they're on the rise, Cincinnati's been up and down, too. Um, the game they drop against the Chargers. And you look at the Chargers, we thought they were going to be good. They've been stringing on some losses as well. Um, but. I think it's still kind of lining up, you know, for some way for Kansas City to kind of sneak really higher up in there. Um, and if we look at the NFC side, I mean, you look at it. I mean, the Cowboys are teetering, few losses. I mean, they they sneak they get one over on the Andrew Saints. I mean, Green Bay's been really consistent. The Rams have kind of been muttering, but they just had their pickup game against the Jags to kind of you know build back on that one. Um, shoot, Arizona. I think that's why Arizona was still they won. Arizona number one in the, in the um conference. Yep, yep, they won. Shit, they uh, might have the best record in the league now. I think about it. Because I think they've only yeah. lost what two games. So if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they, they do got the Panther. best record. They ten and two. Yep. So you got them, and you got you know, especially once Kyler came back, you got them, and you got Green Bay being really consistent. Uh, uh from there, so. Kind of, a, I think it's a little more solid in the NFC right now, but you know, still got a little ways to go. Because I think I think, I think the Super Bowl champion is going to come out the NFC. NFC, okay. Unless I mean, it's still early to say. I mean, injuries play a huge part, but yep. there's no team in the AFC. I think to myself, even when they get healthy, yeah, they're the team to. Because that's kind of been the excuse with Baltimore all year, and I'm I'm not, I'm not hearing that shit no more. I'm kind of tired of hearing that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they hurt. Okay, everybody hurt. So it's like, it's the same thing. Kansas City is stringing these wins together. Can't nobody look me in the face, tell me what they're seeing from Kansas City. They have confidence that they can go deep in the playoffs. Mm. I'm like, well, people, well, they're allowing less points. Dog, they are barely scoring in yeah, some of barely, these games. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's not like their defense is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, their defense they're still playing, isn't all that good. They're just playing like more like subpar teams in that case and stringing along the wins that they need to do. Yeah, right? and Chris uh, Jones finally decided to wake up, and he's been doing pretty well these last few weeks. But I'm like, that defense still isn't great, and that offense has been looking raggedy all year, yeah. maybe minus a couple games here and there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really see too much in it. Um, but we'll kind of go as – you know, we'll do it as we go along um, – but moving up out of that, man, um, yeah, quick one because we're, we're pretty much finishing up here. Uh, anything music-wise you really been peeping or, you know, as far as, you know, films? I know we got some upcoming stuff, you know. I think, what, the last, the next Kings, the prequel, the Kingsman Service movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, there, there's a few movies. I'm seeing West Side Story on Thursday. Okay. Directed by um Steven Spielberg. I mean... It's Steven Spielberg. That's really the only reason I'm going to go see it. The reviews, it's at a 95 right now on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, as the years go on, those reviews mean less and less. But I saw the original West Side Story like once. Well, I was younger. I mean, it's all right. I'm, it's a musical. So if you don't like musicals, I don't recommend it. But yeah, you got that. Kingsman, like you said. Matrix mm, still coming right. out, which I don't think is going to be good. But you never know. Top Gun was supposed to come out yeah. in December. They ended up pushing that movie back again. Yeah. Um... 
other than that, usually around this time, you see a bunch of the stuff that is because uh, like Oscar nominate, um, Oscar consideration type movies, which that stuff's been coming out for the last few weeks already, like King Richard and Spencer and some of these other movies. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I don't. I, I think the end of this year. This is probably going to... I'm not going to say this has been a bad year for mm-hmm. movies because there's been some that I really have enjoyed, but th- this hasn't been like a great year by any means. I mean, last year wasn't good neither, but that's literally only because of COVID that last year wasn't all that great. But I think 2022 is going to be a much better year in film. And then with um, music, Rick Ross comes out Friday, so mm. that's the only real album I'm looking forward to that's coming out this year that I can think of. Yeah, I would say yeah, music wise, shoot, till you said something, I had no clue. Um, I'll be looking forward to that one. Uh, music wise, still kind of on on similar tips. Um, been listening a lot more to her lately. Going back to that album that she dropped this year, Major Jordan, Major Jordan, of course. Uh, that's a big one for me. Uh, listening to that album. Um, other than that, not too much. Uh, movie wise, hasn't been too much. I've been kind of more so in the TV, of course. Or following, I'm following the the last season of Insecure. It's kind of been a little slow pace, really, and not the best. They're just kind of. It feels like they're kind of. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of um, wrapping it up there in this case. Um, right now, also listening to uh, watching uh, Cowboy Bebop. Is it John Chu? I believe. John Cho. John Cho. Yeah, uh, you've probably seen him in movies such as like uh, Harold and Kumar and such. Um, he's starring there as a title character, Spike, uh, based off the one of the best ever animated uh, series, um, Cowboy Bebop. Now I got the live action going on from there. I'm liking it so far. Um, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this one. But for the most part, I'm really liking it. Um, going on from there, Cowboy Bebop, Insecure. I will tap into um, Hawkeye series right now. Uh, once I I want I kind of want to just let this whole six episodes run and then kind of just watch you know just watch it all at once and kind of go from there. Um, and other than that, lastly, um, I'm going to get into uh, Hard Knocks as well. Uh, now the Hard Knocks back in the middle of the season with the Colts and such. I kind of want to tap more into that. I know I started off uh, like with the first episode and such. But I definitely want to tap back into that one um, going on from there. So lastly, uh, what we're going to get into here is uh, Bosco's question of the day. What yeah, so there's a few different directions All right. we can go in. So we can, I, I could do sports related. We can do uh, women driven. We can do music, film. It don't really matter. I want the first two. Alright, sports related. Who you're a coach. Whose coaching career would you rather have? Nick Saban or Bill Belichick? Uh for me, I would say I would say Nick Saban. I'll I'll go with Bill. But um I would say for me I would say Saban because I got the chips. I got one at LSU. I've got some at Bama. Um, the stint, I'm not worried too much about, like, the NFL stint. Um, also, I think I probably got a better coaching tree. That's true. I'm going to go with Bill because Bill has 
if if you consider all right, so he has six Super Bowls as a coach, which is the most of all time by a good oh, margin. Oh, and two as a coordinator. And then he has two as a coordinator. So he came up with this scheme for the most dominant defensive player of all time in Lawrence Taylor. And then you know what's interesting, which doesn't get talked about enough. If you go back to the 1990 playoffs where the Giants were okay, but they they weren't like – they wasn't as good as they was in 86. Mm-hmm. And how he made – I'm not going to say he shut down teams, but, like, Bill Belichick, I think, is starting to become underrated with his defensive mind. Like, yep. the schemes, like, every single week in the playoffs, the fact that they implemented a brand-new scheme without, yeah. And, like, that had the, the 49ers who, I mean, you know, if Roger Craig doesn't fumble the ball, they probably go on to three-peat, but whatever. But still, the fact that you could come up with a scheme that slowed down the 49ers who were literally just beating the dog shit out of everybody with that West Coast offense they was running is impressive. And, you know... Bill, for you to have six rings, which is more than every franchise except Pittsburgh and obviously New England, which is yeah. the franchise you coach for, just speaks volumes. Even though I'll say this about the only the reason the the main reason I give it to Bill over Nick Saban is because with Nick Saban he gets damn near the best draft class, not draft okay. class, but the best recruiting class and every year, seen, which makes it a tad bit easier. We've seen Bill do the uh, the mix and match pieces. Yeah, and then and then Bill, you know, he he. One in 01, 03, 04. Then they went like 10 years without winning. And then, you know, they went in 14. Was it 14, 16, 18? But, you know, it, it's just it's just the level of dominance. And a lot of those years, it's funny. The Patriots have six Super Bowl mm-hmm. winning teams. They, besides maybe their 04 team mm-hmm. and you maybe their 14 team, none of them, when you do the greatest teams of all time, you don't really hear people bring up the Patriots. Like, you hear, like, 85 Bears or the 2,000 Ravens or whatever, whatever. But And I think with the Patriots, since they're not super flashy and they act, they don't have that many Hall of Famers compared to, like, yeah, the other. Cowboys or the 49ers or the Steelers or anything like that, it gets underlooked. But I, I would I would say Bill, but it, it's really a coin toss. It just depends on what you put more merit into. Yeah. Because I, 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 I think when it's all said and done, Nick Saban's probably going to have more championships than Bill does. Yeah. But shit. It'll be easier. Yeah, because yeah, what? Nick Saban got, what, six, seven? I think, I think he got seven, six. right? Um, Nah, I think he might be at He might be at seven because I think he had tied Bear Bryant already. Because he won. Yeah, he got the 03 at LSU. And then he won in 09, 11, 12. Let's see how many he got. Um, I think he okay. So he's got because LSU okay O three. Yeah, he's got seven. He's got so he's got the one with LSU and O three. He's got O nine. He's got O nine, eleven, twelve, and college football. And then he's got I think that's fifteen, seventeen, and twenty. So yeah, he's got seven. Yep. Oh, 2003, 2009, 11, 12, 15, and 17. Yep. Ten SECs, uh, two Tom Paul Bear uh, Bryant Award. I mean, he's he's eclipsed Bear Bryant, in which, you know, arguably the greatest college coach. So he's already eclipsed him. Um. Yeah, I would like that. Um. Now let me ask you this. Before we get to your second question, because I like that one that you brought up there. Do you take, in similar fashion, do mm-hmm. you take 
Jimmy Johnson's career or do you take Pete Carroll's? Oh, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Pete Carroll easily. And I, it's no slight to Jimmy Johnson because this, this is what you really ask. So Jimmy Johnson won one in college and then back-to-back Super Bowls mm-hmm. in the NFL. Pete Carroll won two in college and then one in the NFL. I'm going to take um, this is why because he turned – and it's not a disrespect to Jimmy Johnson because he still deserves credit. But by the time Jimmy Johnson became the coach of Miami, Miami was already good again. Yeah, but everybody yeah. So, you know, you're inheriting a good program. You win, you leave. Now, he turned Dallas fully around because Dallas was ass when he first got there. Yeah. So you turn them around. And he oh, I'm not going to say he wins instantly, but he wins a whole lot earlier than people think. Like, even if you hear people like Skip Bayless or whoever, everybody was like, they thought that team was like a year or two early when they won um their first Super Bowl and then they went back to back and then we kinda know what happens after that. Um, you know, he he leaves and him and Jerry Jones has a disagreement, whatever, whatever. With Pete Carroll, it's like turns USC around, wins two national championships. If Reggie Bush didn't try that dumbass lateral, maybe they beat Texas. I don't know. We we'll, we'll never really know. Um <laughs> then he goes to Seattle, turns Seattle wasn't awful, but like yeah. they they were middle of the road. Of the Turn road. them around, gets to the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson throws the interception a year after they lose. Now that's a great debate. Who deserves more blame for that one individual play? But whatever. Um, I think I'll take Pete Carroll because it's longevity. Because like think about it, he was at USC longer than Jimmy Johnson was at Miami, and he's been in Seattle yeah. longer than Jimmy Johnson was in Dallas. So and then Jimmy Johnson not. He did come back to try to coach the Dolphins. That didn't go very well, but, you know, he did tack that on towards the end. So, I, I'll say Pete Carroll. Okay. Now, if you're asking me who I'd rather play for is Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I mean, you know, because Pete Carroll seemed like he'd be on some nut shit sometimes. Yeah, depending on if he really fuck with you, I guess. Um, Yeah, I'll probably, probably play for Jimmy Johnson. I'd probably pick, pick Jimmy. I don't know because I'm biased for the U, but... I like what you said there, uh, especially seeing your Pete Carroll, you're pretty much turning around both stops that we was at as far as USC and Seattle um, from there on. So, yeah, I can see that giving that edge, even though, you know, Jimmy having the more chips, but, you know, I still might give that one to Pete Carroll in that sense um, going on from there. Um, but, but, yeah, I, there, let's be clear. There's no wrong answer to that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just splitting hairs. Because I don't think – because what, what is – is it no? So it's three coaches, right? Pete Carroll, Jimmy Johnson, and Barry Switzer. The only ones that have one in each, right? See, like three or four coaches. I know those three that you just named. That sounds about that. That sounds yeah. like it's all. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that that's that. that's it. I think it's only three. Three of them. Okay, okay, um, okay. And like that. And then like your last question that you got. Is it ever okay for a man to dirty Mac? Oh, let's see here. Uh, technical difficulties. Nah, because I'm putting this back on the line. <laughs> let's see here. I apologize about that one, but let's get into it. Um, so. If you don't mind, um, what's that question? I uh, said, so is it ever okay for a man to dirty Mac? Hmm. 
I. <laughs> the thing about that is, right, I typically ladies don't. and gentlemen, you know some bullshit about. Hmm. <laughs> 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 nah, let's start with you. What you think? Uh. Is it ever okay to dirty Mac? The answer to that is absolutely. At the time calls for it. <laughs> because at the end goal, if I want this woman, I'm doing whatever it takes. I mean, besides just straight up lying. Like, yeah, don't OD. Like, like, don't, 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 don't. There's a difference between you dirty Mac and you being a sociopath. Like, you, you can't yeah. just, you can't put an unamount, like an undisclosed amount of smut on somebody's name to the point you just lying on them. It's like, all right, like, for example, you say something like, come on, girl, he don't even treat you right. Like, I'll never have you out here looking dumb like that. See, cool, man. He forgot your birthday. Man, my memory's great. I get you whatever you want for your birthday, girl. Like, it ain't nothing. So, Pete, this, and mind you, as you said, the question here is, is it okay to dirty Mac? The thing is, my question is this, is it dirty Mac and if you don't know, man's? Yeah, it still is. It's still dirty. That's man. why Keith Sweat is the king of dirty macking. By the way, he he deserves that title. Okay, <laughs> but okay. there's a difference between that and you just. I mean, honestly, it looked like he might have crabs. I don't know. He he be itching a lot. That's yeah, all see, I'm saying. Like if you start ODing like that, not only are not only do you do, are you dirty macking, but you really deserve to have hands placed on you. It's yeah. like all right, you yeah, you wilding now. If you steady doing that, but my thing is like, you in a situation like, for instance, like you got a friend. And you know, you know, like she in some bullshit, but then she'll like ask you for your like ask you what you think or whatnot, and you just telling facts like, yo, like I'm trying to tell you, all right, so such and such really don't want to be with you or whatever the case may be, like, but he kind of like iffy in the air, but then he still messing around with such and such, yo, like he just running game. I mean, like, and I look, I'm like, damn, so is that a dirty map because I sat there and and gave her game or? I'm like, yo, man, you basically told her to pick up the jewels you was dropping. Yeah, like I'm oh, like, is man, that I a dirty you. Mac? Yeah, like, cause you asked me my opinion and I told you the truth. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. No, man. it's a difference because if you just stop it at that, then no, this is where the dirty Mac part kicks in. But you know, man, if that was me, it's like, all right, all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> the line that now now the line's been crossed. It's like, yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a fine line between the two, but um. Women don't ever really want to. If a woman asks you a question, she wants you to lie to her. She didn't, don't yeah. be honest. They never really want to ask for the truth at all. Nah, man, because I was. Mm, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I was thinking about take my glasses off for that one. <laughs> nah, man, because, yeah, you know, you ask. It, 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 it's a funny game. It's a, it's a funny life we live. I, I swear it is. Because, you know, they'll ask you that. Don't really want the truth to it. Um, But, I don't know, man, because. And it's I look at it too, and it also, it also becomes one of those things too. Like I feel like at some points it just gets the negligence because you'll see like, yeah, and you know, people do that do that shit all the time. Like yo, you there's something that we know we shouldn't mess with, but we gonna do it anyway. Right. And it's like yeah, as long as you know you look stupid. <laughs> that, that's, that's all. That's all that really cares right then and there. Like as long as you know, baby girl. As long as you know. Um. But yeah, I mean, back to your original point. Yeah, with the dirty back, man. Nah, you don't need to OD. Like, just if I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna just answer the question like how I feel it is, and 
you know, especially if I fuck with you, I'm going to tell you the truth there. I'm not going to sit here and cap. Like, I'm not trying to, like, really do that. But I ain't about to OD. Yeah, whenever, like you said, whenever you mention, oh, yeah, if it was me or you throw your, whenever you throw yourself into the equation, essentially, like, yo, that's when a dirty Mac is is coming on from there. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know, because I try not to, like, really be speaking on, like, other shit. But then, like, too, you never really want your people to be going through some bullshit. But, you know, a lot of times, uh, I guess you could say that, you know, that's thinking off emotion rather than logic, if anything. You got to really be able to read the room. And at some point, like I said, yo, it's really negligence. Like, if you know this this is a situation and you know it's not right, like, and you still partaking in it, you still cool with it. I mean, at that point, it's hands off. Um, that's a... Uh, that's a that, that that's a interesting one. Um, I was thinking of uh, it was funny. I saw this question. It was like, uh, what are phrases that men say that women don't like? And immediately, I for I thought to myself, calm down. Any any synonym of calm down, relax, yes. take it easy, any any anything like that is is gonna calm down, relax, take it easy. Nah, she just a friend. She like my sis. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wallet. <laughs> you wallet. <laughs> you say that to a woman. You want, yeah. you want an argument. Yeah, you say like you a... want an argument to happen. If yeah, you say that. calm down. Now nah, that's just my sis. Like, oh, um, I don't know why you tripping. I've known her longer than I known you. Oh, that's it's... crazy. What? That <laughs> like, oh, what? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> if if a man tell you that, he wants to argue. Mm. Like, he wants to argue. Like, he has something coming up that he does not want you there for. Like. Like, yeah. he wants you to leave, or he wants to leave, one of the two, but... I just don't understand why you mad, like, <laughs> that's yeah, all... Yeah, why, why are you tripping, what like you upset for? Like, yeah, really anything. You yeah. can tell, yeah, you can, anything. Baby, yeah. everything all right? That might set her off for real, for real. Yep. Yeah, so... When, uh, when, she, when she's hungry and you suggest a place, because she gonna disagree with it, and she don't want to do that, but then, like, you know... Instead of her being the one since she brought up that she fucking hungry, she ain't gonna sit here and pick a place. Oh no, no, no! Too much responsibility, apparently. No, no, no. No, no. I thought. Don't want to pick a place, but as soon as I pick a place, as soon as we agree on a place that I pick, we go there to food nasty. Now I get all the blame. You the one who wanted to eat here. I'm like, all right, well. (laughs) Nah, yo, I yeah that. Oh man, that is the that is the worst one. Um. Nah, man. Um, I'm trying to think, man, because I had another one in the tuck too. I was thinking of, man. Um, another question that I kind of wanted to broach. I'm kind of diving off of that, but nah, I really like that. Down to the the dirty Mac question, that was uh, fairly interesting. Uh, just kind of seeing on from that situation, but I don't know, man. Never, nevertheless, man. Just be, in ending words, just be careful out there. Know what you're getting into. You've been around the block. You've seen things. People are full of shit. Just keep your thinking caps on. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, shout out how I learning, yo. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, we're going to dive deep into this at some point. Because I do want to kind of bruise this a little more. But I kind of want to get my... My ducks in a row as we go. Um, in uh, in closing statements, 
Bosco, do you have anything for the people? Uh, thank you for all the followers and listeners and anybody who takes time out of their day to listen to us is greatly appreciated because you could be doing anything else in the world. You know, I hope everybody's taking it easy out there. Crazy ass times we live in and they only going to get crazy here. So yep. got to get used to the crazy. You know, man, y'all y'all just take it easy out there. Holidays coming up. Be careful. You know, people out here trying to hit quick licks and shit. Yep. Schools yep. and shit still getting shot up. So, you know, be careful. Can't even leave the shit. You ain't even safe in your house. I'm talking about don't leave the house. You get shot in your house. But y'all know, just take it easy. Um, mental health. We gotta start taking that more serious because a lot of y'all out here depressed don't even know it. Facts. Facts. Shit. Facts. Facts. Um, dipping on that one. Um, I guess in the closest thing because I got the live running right now. Quick question there. A and M futures. Um. When I look at A&M, because I think Texas A&M with Fisher there, it's kind of weird because, well, I want to, real quick, yeah, because we were jumping up there, but I do want to address this. Bopping into there, we've seen Texas A&M leave the Big 12 have success in the SAC, wanted to be the only, because I feel like you have to include the other ones going forward, um, dominate recruiting and that such, uh, being the only Texas school there for the SEC, um, in comparison now, which will be followed up, you know, by your Oklahomas, by your Texas, I think Fisher will still be able to recruit, um, doing a good job over the program, they've had some lapses this year, but, you know, of course, they had their moniker, their moniker win this year. Um, only team to beat uh, Alabama this year. I think um, for them, I think it'll be a process. I think they will still be up there. Um, but I think right now they still have a chance to really be, um, I guess, number three, if you will. Because, I mean, you'll still have... When it comes to SEC, you'll still have your Alabamas, your Georgias of the world. Um, I I think Ole Miss is in a good direction. Uh, with Lane Kiffin right now, uh, definitely high on the charts. But as we know, with Lane Kiffin, I mean, he changes schools more than he changes underwear. So we don't know where in the world he can land. I wouldn't at. be shocked if I would never be shocked if he decided to go back to the NFL at some point. Yeah. I mean, everything essentially, um, I think everything essentially is a crapshoot when it comes to, um, I say be look, be on the lookout for Arkansas. Cause I mean, Arkansas has some pretty bad wins this year, but they, they show glimpses of if they, if they, they're a young team, if they can start putting some wins together and as they get more juniors and seniors, I, th- I think they're moving in a good direction. I'm not saying they'll challenge for like the national championship or anything like that, but I did see, I did like what I saw out of them this year. Yeah, and I mean they're getting, he's recruiting a lot, you know. Um, a lot of those big name guys, like they just recruited uh, Gabriel Dindy. They're getting a lot of big name recruits uh, from there, picking up these other guys, and I think that stuff is going to slow down, you know, because now we got Mario Cristobal back back in the Florida so like all the those big you know Florida recruits and stuff I think that's kind of going to pan out um 
that's going to kind of slow up from there. Uh, started back at quarterback and had a hell of a season. Um, let me see here, because if you're going, because what was the backup? Was it, uh, I think it was, was it Calzada? Was he, I think, for A&M? Was that the guy? Um, what, the quarterback? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Because I know he was the pivotal one Um, when it came to uh, them beating them beating uh, Alabama. Uh, yeah, Zach Calzada. Uh, let's see here, because he's the young guy. Okay, the sophomore. Um, I like what I saw from him, at least watching there. Uh, sorry, I got hired. Um, I think so. Um, and I think it'll probably be first game starter got injured. Well, depending on the year, um, I would have to look more into it. But I think at least what I saw from him, he had the composure. Um, and I think at this point, if you can kind of get him younger, it'll probably be a lot easier for you. Because you look at like the bigger quarterbacks that I think, you know, that we're going to have. Bryce is still young coming into it. So you still got time. Oh, well, if both rookies. Well, um, kind of then I, I, I think I think he may go. Okay, so if they're both young, I would say and he's played his way in. I think it's definitely going to be a uh, QB battle, though, when it comes to, uh, you know, the training camp and such. I think, if anything, it'll probably be a battle to see from there on. But nevertheless, I mean – that's still a good situation to have if you got two young guys like that. Because you look at all the, the bigger-name quarterbacks that's going to be there. You're Bryce Young, still young. I think he was a freshman this year. C.J. Stroud was a freshman this year. Jackson Darling, USC, he's a freshman this year. Um, my guy, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, freshman this year. A lot of the big-name guys, you know, they're going to be younger, so they got time uh, to develop. Because I think that's going to be the main big competition. And as we see, you know, when Bama played Georgia, whoever's going to do that, <laughs> it just seems like whoever's going to beat Bama has to have a generational quarterback. And it, for whatever reason, like that's kind of what it comes down to. You're going to have to have that great quarterback play there. And I think because what I think Bo Nix, he got hurt. Um and I don't know. I think he'll probably probably be back next year, but kind of teetering the line there a bit. Um, but then all Auburn's kind of in flux um, in that case in a way. But when it comes to uh, Texas A&M as a whole, I think right now they are probably sitting at the three spot when it comes to the SEC. Um, but nevertheless, I think Fisher, I think he's more than up for the challenge to to be able to. Uh, get them over the hump. Um, yes, correct. I do agree. Auburn should have won that game, but nevertheless, when you're the uh, less inexperienced team, inadequate team, those things will kind of fall into place um, as they go. But I do think, yeah, they 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 should have pulled that game out. But nevertheless, um, I kind of want to dive back deep into that one. Um, I'm gonna write that down for Texas A&M. But nevertheless, as we finish up here. Closing statements you gave, as we always say, appreciate the support. Thank you for it. Check us out on the social media. So you can find me on there, ChiefKeep757 on Twitter and Instagram. It'll send you. To, it'll take you to the link to the podcast. You can get the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Google, Spotify, Apple. Rate, review, subscribe helps us in the algorithms. We appreciate it as well, and definitely. 
feel free to send us out questions, things that you want us to talk about. I know I've been diving a little bit deeper more into the college football side of things um, than I usually do right now. Um, but nevertheless, anything we like to talk about here, let us know. It's been another episode. Until then, we are out.